All right, Christy, are you ready to bring in our special guest? He's waiting for the Zoom approval. <laughs> I can't believe he had time to come on. What a get. Yeah, absolutely. Let me just... Okay, he's in. Hello? Oh, hi there. Uh, Kermit the Frog here. Am I coming in okay? Yes, definitely. Oh my god, we're such big fans. Thank you for coming on. That's right, readers. Our guest this evening needs no introduction. Entertainer and actor Kermit the Frog is here. Thank you for having me. I'm a big fan of your little show. Oh my god. So, Mr. the Frog. Oh, please, please call me Kermit. Okay, Kermit. We're having you on to talk about your ultimate crossover, The Muppet Family Christmas. This had everyone in it. Your friends from Sesame Street, the Fraggles, you as babies. Did you happen to just have archival footage of you as actual babies to film this? Christy, that's a really excellent question. Muppet Babies has always been a little bit of fiction. While we knew each other, we didn't have actual footage of ourselves. But luckily, Bunsen whipped us up a time machine and we could film that way. Wait, a time machine? That's right. Not so strange, right? I know you and Christy time travel all of the time. Well, but you used it for a movie? A TV special? And, and nothing else? Chris, it's awfully dangerous to meddle with the space-time continuum. <laughs> sure. Hey, Kermit, before we uh, keep going, while we have a break, could you record a little bit of audio for us? Absolutely, I'd be happy to. Hmm. Okay, okay, here goes. Welcome to the Chris's on Infinite Earth show with special guest Kermit the Frog! Yay! And now it's time to talk about the Muppets! Yes! I'm Christina Edelman. And I'm Chris Edelman. And this is Chris's on Infinite Earths. The podcast where nothing will ever be the same. Welcome, readers, and welcome, especially patrons, uh, to this special episode where we talk about the Muppet Family Christmas. That's right. This was a, uh, a, a something that we didn't even put on our Patreon page. We just talked about it a lot on the show, that if you got us over $50 a month, we would do the Muppet Family Christmas. But it happened a while ago, but it, it wasn't Christmas time, so... We saved it. We saved it. For a special occasion. Christmas. <laughs> Sure. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we were really happy to cover this for you all. It's going to be a little bit different. We're not going to do a summary. This this doesn't have enough of a plot to really summarize, to be totally honest. And uh, if if you can find it, it's kind of worth watching, but it's like 90% musical numbers. So again, it's the summary would have been a little little like, oh, and then they sing a song. Oh, and then they sing another song. (laughs) We would have just had to do the entire movie like musical renditions just just a little like highlights reel of the songs i always love muppet versions of songs because they're like normal songs but like just with slightly worse singers but you recognize them more yes like if you 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 heard like the the muppet version of kokomo is it as is it as good i don't know i, I kind of love the muppet version of kokomo i mean inspiring mediocre singers around the world it's true everybody Raise your mediocre voices. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. 
So we're not having a summary, so we're not even going to have a summary sting. And we don't really have any other business to attend to. I checked. We don't have any emails to answer. No, uh, no new ratings or reviews. But we're uh, happy to be with you all in, in the uh, the holidays. Mm-hmm. C- consider this our, our Edelman Christmas card to you all. Because we did not take one this year. Or last year. Or any year, really. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're not good at that. <laughs> I always think about it like at Thanksgiving. I'm like, oh, we should get a Christmas picture. Well, in this year that we did not even think no. about it. <laughs> no, I thought about it. And then I was like, no, you do this. You do this every time. So listen to our voices and picture our smiling faces as we send you this this Christmas card, uh, this holiday card yes, to you. To you, which uh, in the form of the Muppets. So do you want to get into into our discussion about the Muppets? Let's talk about some Muppets. So. In the past, like, or, or typically when we're covering something on the show, it's normally a first read or a first exposure for me. Yeah. And I thought that was going to be the case with this one. Mm-hmm. But then I turned it on and everything felt really familiar. Yeah. And like the songs and we got to the fraggles and I'm like, nope, nope, I remember this because I didn't, I hadn't really ever been exposed to the fraggles before. And I remember seeing this and thinking, gosh, that's weird. Right. We maybe we should back up a little bit. This is this this program is called The Muppet Family Christmas. Yes. It was broadcast in 1987, I believe on ABC. It is no longer available for for home video release in its original form. It is completely impossible to find unless you manage to get like an international UK release DVD. Mhm. Um because of song rights issues and also who owns all the different creations issues. The Muppets are owned by Disney. Mhm. Sesame Street is owned by Sesame Workshop, mm-hmm. and I I honestly don't know who the Fraggles uh, are owned by, but the Muppet Babies I also don't think are owned by Disney, mm. which is odd to me. The Muppet Babies show, do you remember the Muppet Babies show, the animated one? Yes, I do. That was co-produced by Marvel Comics. Okay. There's also a Marvel Comics Muppet Babies series. Wow. When did that run? I think in the 80s. Okay. There's an sense. omnibus of it. That makes sense. Like so, a recently released omnibus. <laughs> so, readers, this means that I had to watch this very likely as many of us who lived in the the eighties and nineties watched programs on a on what was likely a bootleg VHS. Oh where, yeah. Uh, you know, parents just recorded what was on the TV. My parents were real weird about any sort of file sharing stuff. But they also recorded a lot of stuff, and it was really hard to convince them that that is basically the same thing. <laughs> but yeah, so you probably saw it on a taped DVD or taped VHS. I didn't see it at all. I came into this completely blind. Although, like, maybe it felt familiar, but like, who knows, really? Right. I mean, which is, this is a very rare dynamic for us. Although, you know, I'm not like it's not like i'm incredibly knowledgeable about it because like i saw this likely as like a toddler yeah you didn't have like the cool like like commentary track like when i'm watching the lord of the rings and i turn to you and go that's when vigo broke his foot and like granted we do that to each other with lord of the rings oh yeah you'll be like yeah. oh they all got sick here uh-huh and I'll be like that's where vigo broke his foot and you'll be like that's where sam cut his or that's where sean astin cut his foot uh-huh and you'll be like did you know that vigo spent weeks 
camping to get ready for this roll. Did you know that they made all of the chain mail by hand? <laughs> it, took, it, was, it was like one day per person per chain mail. <laughs> People should definitely watch Lord of the Rings with us and just not turn on a commentary track. We've got, we've got one. We're ready to go. Well, readers, our, our other Christmas viewing that we have been doing this holiday season is Lord of the Rings. Which is a, it is a set of Christmas movies. Yes. Yes. I mean, to me, they're birthday movies, which are basically the same thing as Christmas movies, except better. No, they're distinct from Christmas in a big way. Birthday movies? Yeah, for you. Your birthday, very distinct from Christmas. Yes. Yes. Completely, totally different thing. Definitely never combined by anyone in your life together as one thing. Never by me. (laughs) (laughs) You are so smart. I feel like that's something that I like even early when I was dating. I was like, nah, that's not a good idea. <laughs> that is such a bad idea. We were, we were just starting talking around my 21st birthday. And I was like, gosh, I hate my birthday. Yeah. So you you knew that like going in. Mm-hmm. Christy has birthday feels. Yeah. Yep. Um, so this, this, this Muppet Family Christmas, which you watched probably. Mm-hmm. You're pretty, you're pretty sure of it. Right. Like, I suppose it's possible that I saw the film and as I saw it, I created false memories in my head. Like, that's a thing that people do, maybe, I think. Uh, but I don't think that's what happened. That's fair. <laughs> I, I definitely like, although, did your parents have a, have a VCR in like 87? That was like a real, I don't know. That was a we real watched, treat then. We watched tons of old. Christmas specials on VHS. I don't know. I remember your your mom has Jesus of Nazareth taped. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think someone finally bought her the DVD because yeah. it was like it was like getting unbearable. There was one Christmas special that we only had part of. I never knew how it ended. Man, this is like <laughs> because this it, is such a quintessential '90s child experience. Oh no 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 no! It was I only knew what the second half was because it, they started recording before another thing was coming on that they wanted and they didn't uh, want to miss it. And I was, yeah yeah. That's so funny. It's like I uh, we had tapes of a bunch of like Babylon Five movies. So, but I also got like all the weird commercials. So there was like, if you ever watched it later, there was like this real weird time capsule of commercials. Okay. Pitch. Uh-huh. Instead of reviewing comics, we just scout out people's old, like, <laughs> taped, VHS taped VHSs and just, <laughs> just go from just there. the weird stuff people review. Yeah. yeah. There's like a, uh, Captain Crunch commercial that I vividly remember. From something taped, probably. From something taped. That is like, it's such like a cultural touchstone is when everybody had all these like labeled tapes of like whenever something would broadcast on TV, but the commercials were always still there and you'd have to fast forward through the commercials. Mm -hmm. Unless you had somebody that was right there at the VHS to stop record, but then you, you had to make sure you couldn't miss when it came back. But they would do before like the program came back on. Do you remember they would do like a, and now back to, yeah. Like almost as like a hey, press record again. <laughs> I I swear it was almost set up that way. It's funny cuz that was also a time where like there is nothing they could do to stop it. Right. You can like trace people who torrent stuff. I it's, I don't think it's always like easier in people's like an interest of a company, but you can do it. Mm-hmm. There was no way. They would never know. <laughs> it was like untra- it was completely untraceable. Right, right. <sighs> 
We got on a fun tangent about taping things. Uh huh. I mean, that um, it's just, it's just a, another childhood memory, just like the Muppets. Yeah, taping things. Mm-hmm. Having having a dedicated rewinder instead of just your VCR because you didn't wear and wear it out. <laughs> no, while we were watching this, we had a discussion about Kermit and Miss Piggy and their whole dynamic, and we felt completely different about it. Where I was like, I always feel like Kermit feels like he is put upon by Miss Piggy, and this movie makes it seem like he is not. And you're like, I've never felt this way. Like, I've always felt like Kermit is so incredibly in love with Miss Piggy. Like, I- is Kermit a wife guy? I think I think he kind of is. You know, he's a pig frog. Sure. <laughs> we'll go with that terminology he's if that's what works for you. <laughs> frog for pig. But... just. <laughs> when he puts up craigslist ads frog for pig (laughs) and like miss piggy's just in my humble opinion kind of kind of like insufferable but like it just really does it for him see i always felt that she was insufferable and he just kind of like put up with it i mean he does put up with it but he puts up with it because he's so in love with her it's not like her insufferableness makes him less in love Mm -hmm. and like he's just sticking around just just because she's bullied him into it. Okay. Okay. I see. I always, I always felt like he was slightly bullied, but she's always like very protective of him. Mm-hmm. Like, she beats people up for Kermit. Kermy. <laughs> oh, Kermy. <laughs> like she loves him. She's not, she's not a great pig, but <laughs> she loves him. Yep. Okay. It- that's the, that's the piggy Kermit dynamic. In this entire movie, the, the the main crux of the plot is all the Muppets didn't have a place to go for Christmas, really, I guess. And so they're all going because Fozzie Bear said that his mom was totally cool with them all staying at his mom's house. Right. His mom wants to go on a ski trip, but they all... No, it, she's going to Hawaii. Hawaii, that's right. And Doc and Sprocket, who are characters from The Fraggles, mm-hmm. which The Fraggles was a show I didn't get to watch because it was on HBO. Yeah, I... I watched a little bit of it, I think, at a babysitter's. I think she taped it. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe there were, like, Fraggle Home videos. I'm sure that existed. Right. You get, like, two episodes, and it still costs, like, $20. Yeah, I don't... We didn't buy those, so... <laughs> no, we didn't either. <laughs> uh, but I, I I went to a babysitter during the day, and I think maybe she had some. Probably right. she was a babysitter. And Doc and Sprocket just want to spend a Christmas alone. Right. A quiet, a quiet Christmas. Christmas. And all these Muppets just show up. And f- God love Fozzie's mom, who is just kind of like, well, I guess this is just how we're doing things now. Right. Like, I know my plane was going to leave in three hours, but it's Christmas Eve and my son's here. It was, it was pretty cute. But Piggy hasn't arrived yet. And Kermit is kind of like worried about her because the weather starts to take a turn. Mm-hmm. There's a blizzard. There's a blizzard. Uh, and, but meanwhile, like every Muppet in existence shows up. Yeah. Like the Sesame Street crew. They're Christmas caroling. Yeah, they come in midway and they're Christmas caroling. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you guys better come on in. The weather's picking up. You can't be out in that blizzard. Yes. It's interesting though, because they don't, they don't seem to think, they don't seem to like know each other. This seems to be like a first meeting sort yes, of scenario. Yes, yes. They're not familiar with each other. But I'm fairly certain Kermit was on some Sesame Street stuff like way back. Mm. You know, continuity is a weird Muppet thing. Continuity. This is Muppet Earth 1213 or whatever. <laughs> what Muppet stuff is in continuity versus not in continuity? You know, it's whatever your headcanon is. <laughs> My Muppet headcanon. <laughs> And uh, there's this there's this kind of like odd bit where Robin, who is 
Kermit's nephew goes downstairs and they find a fraggle hole like in the basement and they go to fraggle rock and hang out with fraggles for like one song yeah this is where i really remembered seeing it as a kid because i was so weirded out i was like why is this in the basement do people just have this weird stuff in their basement why is there a hole nobody knew about yeah that was wild (laughs) the fraggles is a program apparently had a lot of commentary on like different like it was like an allegory for like like the coexistence of of races like and in in like america okay yeah um but it was like you know with a lot of jim henson stuff it was try- it was it was attempted to be handled with a lot of care and like not sugarcoating things but like properly educating mm-hmm. kids on an appropriate level mm-hmm. and jim henson showed up in this right yeah he shows up at the very end mm-hmm. uh, after they've had their big musical number mm-hmm. and is like hey sprocket we'll do dishes i'll wash you dry Right. He died three years later. Oh. He died at age 53 of a lung infection that just, like, happened, like, incredibly suddenly. That's so bizarre. Yes. And he, like, he maybe could have lived if he got to the hospital, like, a couple hours earlier. (sighs) I know. And apparently it shocked a lot of people at the time because, like, they're like, you can still what? Like, you can just randomly die of infections that quickly? Because, you know, the thought is, like, you generally die of infections if, like, you, like, let it, like, basically, like, rot away and then finally get it treated. Right. But, yeah, it was, it, it was like, it was really, like, shocking and sudden because, I mean, like I said, he was very young. Right. He was born in, like, the 30s. Well, it was very sweet to see him and that... That was, that was great. Mm-hmm. I love, because I literally gripped your leg and you're like, who is that? I just went, it's Jim. <laughs> I had no idea what he looked like. Oh, I was yeah. like, who's this, who's this rando in the kitchen? Does Jim Henson just look like a hippie who decided to make puppets? Like, a hundred percent. I mean... He's got the big old beard. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that kitchen was a fun uh, focal point throughout. Yeah, there was the, there was definitely, like, a f- like, the living room and the kitchen, I feel like, were, like, the main settings. settings. Aside from weird hole in the basement. Yeah, or outside. Outside. Which was, like, a, which was like several rows. Mm-hmm. <sighs> And we had a we had Fozzie and the snowman outside. Yes, where Fozzie met a snowman and was trying to he ki- made a snowman. He made a snowman and who came to life. And then they were they were going to do an act together. And then like they were like we're finally going to do our act. And they like look out and like Statler and Waldorf are there. Mm-hmm. And they're just like ready to heckle. And it was it was it was pretty good. I love that Statler and Waldorf weren't even like with the Muppets when they came. They did they- not. They were not in the truck. Right. Uh-huh. They just showed up because they know Fozzie's mom and they always spend Christmas Eve together. <laughs> Did they what? not know she was going to Hawaii? <laughs> they were just going to show up and go, oh, well, I guess she went on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The Swedish chef through line had to be one of my favorite parts of this the swedish chef wanting to cook a gobbler gobbler a gobbly gobbler a gobbler gobbler a gobbler gobbler because he wants to make a turkey and of course the turkey is a muppet right and does not want to be cooked right and, and was it gonzo who was like with the turkey like hey why are you here yeah you shouldn't have come right and gonzo or the turkey is then trying to get with camilla who is gonzo's chicken girlfriend yeah yeah and uh He's kind of. Like, seemed kind of into it, though. She kind of did, but and that <laughs> that didn't really get resolved, if I remember right. Nope. Like, Gonzo still is Gonzo still with the chicken at the end of the. Uh... You know, it depends on your Muppet continuity. 
<laughs> but yes, the Swedish. So so then the turkey is, convinces the Swedish chef to not cook him. At one point, the Swedish chef is trying to cook Sprocket, the dog. Yes. Yes. The, like like chef does not know what a turkey is. <laughs> but Which he's if he's from Sweden, there's not turkeys native to Sweden. That's a really great point, sweetheart. Yes. Very intelligent insight into the confusion of the Swedish chef. But the turkey convinces him to try to cook Big Bird. Right? And, and he's, like, ready to cook Big Bird. Big Bird's so earnest, though. And, like, here's some chocolate-covered bird seed. Well, you know, because you're so far from Sweden and I thought you'd just be lonely. <laughs> You know, readers, the real reason we covered this was just so Chris could bust out all, all of his... All my Muppet voices. All his Muppet voices. <laughs> I used to work with someone who could do a perfect Fozzie Bear. It was amazing. I can't do Fozzie Bear. Yeah. No, I... I, I wouldn't I wouldn't try. Yeah. I can do an amazing pig amazing Kermit and like an okay piggy. Mm. And uh Grover and Piggy are almost the kind of the same voice. They're both Frank Oz, so you like there's kind of the same root. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yep. I've uh, I've thought about this a lot. Frank Oz, of course, being the puppeteer behind Yoda. So that's if you've ever wondered why Yoda sounds just a little bit like like Miss Piggy, <laughs> it's because it's the same guy. <laughs> I kind of love that there's a, that there's a lot of crossover between Star Wars and Muppets. Like it is, it happens a lot. <laughs> the Muppet Babies had a lot of Star Wars crossovers. Speaking of the Muppet Babies, I thought that the Muppet Babies bit would be cartoon because the Muppet Babies was a cartoon, right? You would think, but it was just like it was just little Muppets. They were which, still Muppety, which was pretty cute. Yeah, it was pretty cute. They were singing Santa Claus is coming to town and Rolf was like jamming on his little little baby keyboard. It's adorable. I you know. Babies are always cute. And I like baby Muppets. Yeah. Like you get the baby form of anything and I'm just going, Daw. Yeah. Is there a baby form of something that's not adorable? The ex babies are a little weird to me. Oh, okay. Mondo not Mondo. Uh Mojo created these like weird little genetically created like tiny chibi versions of the x-men called the x-babies i think they're theoretically cute they just weird me out <laughs> i was thinking about like real world examples of like baby. maggots aren't very cute oh okay yeah that's fair yeah but like are they any cuter than other than like other forms of bug are, ma- are maggots cuter than, than like flies? flies maybe like if you didn't associate maggots with rotting food would you think they're like little pulsating white things? I don't know. They look. I'm always freaked out by. Okay, maggots. yeah, yeah. Okay, caterpillars adorable. Like a monarch yes. caterpillar, love. I'm in love with this little with a little monarch caterpillar. Yeah, give me all them 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 little pillars. Yep, lo- I like the fuzzy ones. I like the the monarch yep. ones, the stripy ones. I love the monarch ones because they get chunky and they're green. They're the best. I love monarch caterpillars. And you you can just you, can, you always know what a monarch caterpillar looks like. Hornworms are a little creepy. I'm sorry, I'm just thinking about a lot of bugs. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Baby mammals are generally pretty cute. Some of them are born the ones, very hairless. Yeah, I've seen a baby weird. a baby mouse. It was it was not the cutest cuz it was just kind of like a little pink. Okay. I don't know though, like baby kittens are super cute. Adorable. Like, like, even when they don't have their ears open, like when their ears are oh still closed. Gosh. Yeah. So cute. <laughs> We're really going on a baby, baby kick here. <laughs> sure there's things that are babies that aren't This cute. is what happens when we just free associate, like, and you don't, 
neither of us stops the other one's, like, bit. <laughs> We're so bad at it. <laughs> this is very full of tangents. Like, we can talk about the songs, but it's, it's, it's like, it is just your Christmas favorites. It is... If I recall, they were, they were, I mean, they were still Christmas, but they, they didn't get like too religious-y. No. Silent Night was probably the closest one. Yes. But there was like Santa Claus is coming to town and it's like, you know, like, have yourself a a merry little Christmas, things like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Kind of, kind of like, I feel like you're like your standard 20th century, like, these are some Christmas hits. Mm Mm-hmm. I would say, I mean, would you agree that... The special that the the Muppet Family Chris, Christmas is majority song, like time wise. Yeah, probably. It's forty five minutes, and we have. I think there's at least ten songs, if not more. Right. So probably I should have so, counted the songs. Yeah, I mean it's it's a series of of songs strung together loosely by plot, and the plot is pretty fun. Yeah, it, I mean it's cute. It's nothing. It's nothing too wild. Like you can tell someone probably. It, the 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 hardest part of creating this was probably getting the the massive amount of puppeteers and also like navigating the fact that all of these unique <sighs> puppets had to be in one spot at once. Like it is the it is this is like such a pure crossover because it really relies just upon the strength of like everything together, more mm-hmm. so than like having a coherent and interesting plot. Right. I mean, I, I say it's coherent. The plot is just incredibly simple. Right. Like it, I'm never, I'm not confused by any of it. In fact, I, I found myself like, it was such an enjoyable watch, even though it was literally like a very like mm-hmm. tiny plot strung together with like songs you, that you've memorized. Right. I, I mean, even watching it, it just kind of questioning uh, where is the conflict in this again? The conflict is man versus nature because of the the waiting for the storm, and a little bit that Doc really doesn't want them to be there for a while. In fact, he kind of seems like a like a Muppet like bigot for a little bit oh yeah yeah he which shows I'm, up like i didn't know we were going to be renting from a bear yeah what the <laughs> heck man but again like like i said fraggle fraggle like, fraggle rock was really like a like a race relations allegory so i'm like is this guy supposed to be like the weird bigot but i don't think he's supposed to be all the time like he's generally supposed to be a kindly character but at the end he goes and picks up piggy in a sleigh mm-hmm Pulled by other Muppets. Like, I think, like, dogs? Like, dog oh, Muppets? Oh, I thought it was pulled by Sprocket. <gasps> oh, okay. And then he had a Mountie costume that Piggy gave him. Right. I love Piggy in this because she is clearly not in a hurry until, like... Actually, I don't know if she's ever in a hurry. Even when, like, she's like, Oh, Kermie, my limo, like, drove off the road, and I'm gonna going to have to go and get up a cab. Or something. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I did two Piggy voices there. It's fine. <laughs> Kermit. She never she never seemed bothered, whereas like Kermit's like chewing his fingers off. Mm-hmm. He's not fingernails, so I couldn't say chewing his fingernails off. I always love the puppetry of Kermit because he's like to, It's clearly like the face is like a hand. But the hand will do things like to like scrunch up his face and stuff, and I find that like so delightful. I mean, puppets are cool. Yeah. They're I, just I love puppet- puppetry. I think that there should be more puppetry just in general. I think that's why I really liked The Force Awakens of like the new Star Wars movies cuz it was heavy on the puppets. Mhm. And I think I think that they kind of they kind of went away from puppets as this as the that trilogy went on. I don't think the third movie had any puppets. <laughs> no, it had it had Babu Frick. That's a good puppet. I just he was a little guy in the in the Rise of Skywalker who was like, "Hey, hey! he fixed C3PO." 
Oh, uh, okay, yes. Yes, but... Well, I think he actually messed up C-3PO, but anyway. Yeah. If you want me to know what something is, please don't refer to it by name. <laughs> <laughs> You're not quite as into Babu Frick as I am. But yeah, no, puppets are great. I love puppetry. The The time where we went to go see Avenue Q, which is a musical that has not aged particularly well in in some ways. Oh, yeah. Um, It was so fun to see, though. Yeah. Because it was literally live puppets. <laughs> it was, yeah, That was. it was like, oh my gosh. I get to I get to see like behind the scenes of Sesame yeah, Street because they don't like, try to like cover it up, right? Yeah, because uh, otherwise you wouldn't hear any of the singing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's interesting? And this is only somewhat related to this program. the The mystique of the Muppets has basically been preserved. Like no one ever goes onto a talk show with Kermit as a puppet and shows you like that he is a puppet. That's true. Kermit goes on to talk shows as Kermit. Right, right. Uh, there is even Kermit in like a James Corden like uh, show. They did like the musical montage numbers, and Kermit makes a makes an appearance. And it, it's just Kermit. It's it's not a puppeteer with yeah. Kermit. The 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 Muppet kayfabe is like so strong. Mm-hmm. Like we we all buy into it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Lin Manuel might have been doing kermit's voice <laughs> okay <laughs> it didn't quite sound exactly like kermit <laughs> i'm sorry this is just really frustrating to me. the new kermit i do not love someone someone like picked up kermit recently and oh, it's like maybe a, that's it's a different it. person from like the kermit who did it like like our entire lives and so I'm like throwing like a oh, miniature fit. Maybe that was it. I haven't heard the new Kermit. Well, I don't think I want to hear the new Kermit. I went on a rant about it in the in the Xavier Files Slack. I was like, I don't like this new Kermit. And everybody's like, Chris, we can't tell the difference. It's <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'll have to listen now and see if it's the the it was the new Kermit. See, this is why like to to this is why I'm like, should I have been a voice actor? Because like I I feel like I can pick these things up. Like when we were kid, when we were kids, the Dragon Ball Z voices changed after a certain point, and mm-hmm. none of my friends were would p- like picked up on it. Mm. Uh, I feel like I always noticed that stuff. I didn't watch Dragon Ball Z, but like, yeah. All right, readers, let's get to some questions. <laughs> Twitter questions. Uh, we have several questions from Play Comics Cast. The first one. For an unknown reason, they're recasting this. Which comic characters take on the roles? There are way too many roles, so maybe we just pick a pick pick a couple of them. I don't think it works with comics characters. I think I think Doc could be somebody, and I'm trying to think of who Doc could be. What if Doc was Jarvis, like the butler from Iron oh, Man? Oh, like he was finally gonna get get a vacation. I mean, Jarvis is more than the butler from Iron Man. Yes. Jarvis, Jarvis has, has a long and storied history. Oh, could you could you explain that to me? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just don't know it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, my Avengers comics knowledge is like completely terrible. I mean, Jarvis was even in the Power Pack comic we recently read for because we're going to be talking about it on Battle of the Atom. Oh yeah, which I. Th- I mean, Jarvis is just the Avengers butler. That's true. That's true. And then in the movies, they just made him a computer program that's not even around for the entire series. That's so sad. That is sad. Jarvis is a big character in the Wasp series, too. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. 
the the most recent wasp, the unstoppable wasp. Yep. But I think Jarvis would be great. I I, I was just trying to think of like the ultimate straight man. Like someone who is is yeah not, who yeah is no I think it works barely around for this chicanery. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Gosh, I just loved this special. It, I, I feel like it, this is the middle of Twitter questions, but I just keep thinking about it, and it was just like such a delightful <laughs> use of forty five minutes. Okay, so what if what if it was the X Men that showed up? Mm. Like, which of the X Men would have been like, yeah, my mom's totally down for us coming for Christmas, and mom's getting ready to leave. Like, would the Guthrie, like, would Sam be like, no, no, ma, ma Guthrie? What if they went to the Guthrie household for Christmas? <laughs> right? That would be great. And who, what, what team would show up Christmas caroling? We have to really suspend our disbelief for a team to show up in the middle of Appalachia. <laughs> right. I'd be, so who's like, like really out there? Ecstatics, maybe? Like the, you've not read any ecstatics. No, no. That would be strange. I mean, if, if he went for like the obvious, it could be like the Avengers are out Christmas caroling, but you, you're looking for the, the obscure. I see. I feel like the obscure would be like whoever they find in the basement. Like the great, the the Great Lakes (laughs) Avengers are just hanging out in the basement (laughs) playing cards. God, that fraggle bit was, that was the most bizarre part, I think. That's real weird. <laughs> okay, but I like the plan of the X-Men show up at the Guthrie's. Yeah, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Another question from at Play Comics Cast. How weird is the thought of Big Bird eating turkey? Uh, well, I did see a post on Twitter today that said Big Bird is too big to not be a carnivore. Mm-hmm. So maybe. It's a little strange, but some there's birds that eat other birds. There's right. actually a lot of birds that eat other birds. Yeah, <laughs> but not that weird. It's not that strange. Mm-hmm. It's weird because he's a child character. Right. Uh, I mean, if it was just like, you know, it is a little strange. I, I mean, I think it's weird to think about any of the Muppets eating. Uh, Cookie Monster is the only one who ever eats. And as we know, he just goes, ah, ma, 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 right. the cookies like right. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Just covering. Muppets only eat cookies. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> At Arthur Stacy, Adam Reck asks, this special has more Muppet franchises than even the grand finale to Muppets Take Manhattan. Will we ever see such a glorious gathering of a Muppets again? I don't think so. No. I think... The the Sesame Street characters, they are not owned by, but they are so heavily associated with HBO these days. Mm-hmm. HBO owns the rights of first broadcast to Sesame Street, like the ch- right, children's right. program. There's that talk show where it's like Elmo's Elmo's up super late or whatever. The the oh, not so late yeah. show with Elmo. Mm-hmm. And I think like in our in our sad world of giant media conglomerates, like the last two standing are going to be like AT and T and Disney. So yeah. I just I can't see it happening. If it does, it means like it's probably bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's unfortunate though. Um, I think people people used to play be able to play a little nicer. This is around the same era that we got Roger Rabbit. Oh yeah, a thing that we also feel like yeah. could never happen again. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Are we past, we're past the, the golden age of television crossovers. Well, an IP is like, is, is, is God now, right? Like, and to get into something like Disney wants you to watch the, the Wanda and Vision show specifically because it has Marvel characters in it. Like they are, right. they're making a ton of stuff based on an IP, not based on like an idea. Right. I mean, it's still an idea, but you know, like. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. I th- I think we're 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 probably done with it. Unfortunately, I also I haven't seen Muppets Take Manhattan in forever. I need to watch it. 
I'm always delighted by a Muppet movie. Is that the one where Gonzo tries to get a taxi? Taxi! Yeah. 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 That's that's the only moment I remember from that. Yeah. Because we uh, used to, anytime we went to hotels, the kids would jump from bed to bed uh-huh. and yell, taxi, just so we could do that. Did, and did you let our children jump from bed to bed the last time we were there because you felt like you just had to? I did. I did it with them while Chris was out of the room. <laughs> I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. At <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brawl2099 asks, which Muppet is each of your favorites and why is it Gonzo? Um, my favorite is the Swedish chef. I'm sure there is something like the fact that he uh, that he is making fun of an entire culture is probably not great. I just love <laughs> that he cooks and he has this weird sort of look. Uh, I'm also like I'm not fr- uh, obviously I'm not from Sweden, but culturally I think Swedish is probably what I was exposed to th- the most because my mom's pretty Swedish, mm-hmm. and so I always liked having a character that was Swedish. Growing up, there was like there weren't a lot of other people who were, who were like Swedish descended, mm-hmm. and so it was it was kind of fun. I, th- I think you're fine, ha- you know, standing the Swedish chef. Uh, He's not culturally sensitive, but it's like no one, no one in America is getting persecuted <laughs> because they're Swedish. Uh, my favorite Muppet's got to be like Kermit. Like he's just, he's so genuine and kind and thoughtful and just, just good to his friends. Like he's, he's not going to be like your high comedy character. He gets his moments, but. It's just good. Yep. Sometimes it's nice to have things that are just good. True. <laughs> Which Muppet is woefully underused today? I'm going to say Scooter, and here's why. He looks exactly like Ed Sheeran. You could do a lot of jokes <laughs> about it. What is the name of the, the band that... Uh, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Is Dr. Teeth... The, who's the blonde? I can't remember her name. I remember Dr. Teeth and Animal. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- there's a lot of members of that band. Yeah, woefully underused. I don't know. I feel like I don't see the Muppets in much at all. There's a new Muppet today. show where they're all like zooming each other, and it was like it happened pre-pandemic. It was just it happened to be incredibly like oh, of the gosh. moment whenever it came out. Oh wow, wow. Yeah, I don't have a good answer for that one. I mean, mm-hmm. I so I guess maybe all of them. I mean, just any Fraggle if you consider them Muppets, and they they they're technically muppets there's things that are muppets and things that aren't muppets and i think the fraggles count as muppets not everything that so like jim henson did all the puppets in labyrinth those are not muppets though right they're jim henson jim henson studio creations right specific things are muppets yes we'll have to make a chart Ooh. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) who am i a chart Final question, why does the icy patch recurring gag work so well? So they keep tripping on an icy patch coming in and like every person that comes in trips on the icy patch. It's just funny and it it's like it it kind of like you kind of forget about it every time. Yeah, it lasts there's just enough time in between each slip that it it hits you again each time. Right. Plus Muppets falling is funny cuz you know they're not going to get really hurt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. At Daniel P Grote asks the Swedish chef's human hands creepy AF or the thing that makes him unique. It is kind of weird. Cause they're like, they do this a lot. I'm kind of like moving all my fingers. Right. Cause he has to cook. He has to be able to grab things, stir things. They look kind of big. Right. Because they're just actual hands inside of there. Cause he, I mean, yeah, they're like, in, they're like in gloves. He needs thumbs. He does need thumbs. 
record. I mean, he's he's pretty humanoid. Yeah, I, it's I, fine. It's fine. Yeah, gosh, he's not any weirder than any other Muppet. <laughs> he's a little strange for a Muppet. Where'd they get him? Is there an intro to Sweet? Like, when did you? <laughs> I need to know the Swedish Chef intro story. I'm gonna look it up. Not now, but eventually. Next question comes from at Asimov underscore fangirl, who has a few. Hello, if you could be transformed in, into a Muppet, how would you like to look? Humanoid, monster, animal, etc. I would want to be furry, but still humanoid. And so I could be Chris Monster. Okay. Kind of like Kate Monster from Avenue Q. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. I don't, I don't know. I feel like it'd be really fun to just be like, like, um, oh, not, not quite an, not quite an Elmo. But yeah, I would, I would also like to just have just tons of purple fur. Maybe some of the fun, like purple glittery, like hair. Oh, a little like bit like Abby the... from, from yeah, yeah. Sesame Street. Oh, I could be, I could, I could have wings. I, well, I'm not thinking outside of the box at all. I could fly. Uh huh. Yeah, it'd be fun. <laughs> Make me sparkly. Uh, number two, favorite Sesame Street slash Muppet skit or song? I really like the, the. I like the Rainbow Connection. I, I, oh, I'm it's always really good. He's just it, in the swamp. It's just so iconic. I grew up loving the Muppets version of Kokomo by the Beach Boys. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sesame Street. I really liked. There was one with the aliens, and they would go meep 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 meep. Uh huh. It was about like mommy and daddy, and they were like, because they have like two heads. They were basically like a giant like sheet. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. They were on Sesame Street? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They were like weird space aliens. Yes. Yeah. I also love the bit from Sesame Street where, I, I can't remember the little boy's name, but Grover talks to a little boy and he's like, I love you. And the little boy goes, you love me? And Grover's like, mm-hmm. And he goes, wow. Or like, yeah, or something. <laughs> like, and then he goes, count this penny. <laughs> And Grover just goes, one, and then the skit's over. It's so funny. John John. I I, I love you, John John. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a cute one. It is very cute. And uh, Asimov underscore fangirl also says, thanks and wishing uh, you happy holidays and amazing 2021. Boy, you too. You too, Asimov fangirl. You always mm-hmm. ask great questions. Um. At Robert Secundus asks, Criterion puts out a 4K restoration. Which bonus features do you want on the disc, and who do you want on commentary tracks? Uh, would you want um, well, what's the duo's name? I said it earlier. You said it earlier. The actual Muppet, Statler and Waldorf doing a commentary on this would be would be incredible. <laughs> it would be great. <laughs> You're right. Like them just riffing like a riff tracks or like yes. a, like a mystery science theater. Oh, it'd be so good. Um, I would love that. I would love a 4K restoration of this because uh, it just, just doesn't exist. Right, right. right. Um, it would be very good. I would love uh, some of the puppeteers on this, like Frank Oz doing commentary. Mm-hmm. I want a special feature just where we can see the floor of like right. all these like 20 people want, or whatever. I want the behind the scenes. Yeah. I want the under the scenes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the under the scenes. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to. I want to know more about it. Yeah, I just want to. I I want to know how it all works. I want to see it all. Uh, I also uh, want a Werner Herzog commentary because I bet it'd be weird. Sounds great. Here for it. <laughs> <laughs> the singularity, the meeting of these Muppets. It it pleases me greatly. <laughs> 
At Play Comics Cast has another question. Have you checked out the Muppets comics? My local shop has an omnibus, and I don't know if I should grab it for my wife. I haven't, but I've heard they're very good. Uh, I trust you. Matt from uh, from Xavier Files apparently really likes them. Mm-hmm. Question from at Karen underscore X-Men fan. How great is Sprocket? That's the dog Muppet. Sprocket's so good. He's very He's good. such a good pupper. He's, he's just a good doggo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him meeting, um, what's the other dog? The the Muppet dog. Mm, Rolf. And Rolf. Then, I love it because like Sprocket woofs like normal. Right. And Rolf just goes, bark, 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 bark. <laughs> it's great. It's a good gag. Um, at Zach Rubiro says, what's the deal with these Muppets and why are they the way they are? Which I feel like is an in-joke. I tried to look it up and I couldn't figure it out. And I feel bad. I'm sorry, Zach. I don't get the joke. Uh, but they're, they're the best. Most puppets creeped me out. I couldn't do Mr. Rogers as a kid because those puppets are a little creepy. They did kind of creep me out as a kid. My mom really loved Mr. Rogers, so we watched it a lot. I, I, I think Fred Rogers is like an incredible man. Right. I just, his program was really not my speed. I was like, I was definitely a Sesame Street kid because it was a little more rambunctious. Right. But like, I don't know what, I think the Muppets go a little bit further away from Uncanny Valley. Right. In a way that they, they're like warm and, and like soft and inviting. Whereas like the little like, like. King Friday. Ooh. Yeah. That's just. Stuff of nightmares. Though. And their faces don't move. They were just like, they would just like kind of like. Mm-hmm. Swinger. Yeah, I don't like that. I like, Mm-mm. I'm a big fan of moving faces. Right. I mean, oh, there was a lot of good lessons there, but puppets, puppets didn't do it. No. Love, like I said, love a Sesame Street puppet. Fantastic. Muppets, always good. Mm-hmm. At Ugly Hamlet asks, which Muppet would make the best doctor in Doctor Who? Hmm. And, uh. The thinking is because he already has a doctorate because he's called Doctor Teeth. Yes. That would be, that, that's, that's, um, that's at, Ugly Hamlet's pick. I would love to see Beaker and Bunsen doing Doctor Who adventures, but I'm trying to figure out if I want Bunsen to be Doctor Who with Beaker as the companion, or Beaker as Doctor Who with Bunsen as the companion. Hmm. I'm just imagining like like a TARDIS, and he's me 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 like pulling all the switches. <laughs> but like that that's kind of plays against type, but in a way, it's like kind of delightful for me. Uh, I think Miss Miss Piggy would actually be like a fantastic doctor. <laughs> She's just like so loud and out there, and like just she has karate chops, doing doing her own thing, and like weirdly capable in moments where it requires it. Like yep. even her her journey to like the farmhouse, you think surely. This pig is not making it. She's just doing her own thing and shows up. She was so low stress about it. Right? Like cool under pressure. Very, very much so. At Big Dad Energy asks, you ever think about Sweetums? You ever think about Sweetums hold you in his strong, hairy arms like a baby? I don't remember if Sweetums was in this. You know who Sweetums is, right? Which one's Sweetums? Sweetums is a grown man-sized Muppet who's who's like in a suit with a hat, with a, with a face. What? He's huge. What? Okay. Okay, so readers, Chris just showed me a picture of Sweetums, and I do know who Sweetums is, but Sweetums was not in this one. No, but Sweetums, Sweetums could do it. He's big. I mean, you know, a really big, like, stuffed animal? Yes. You in like a Sweetums costume? No. No? No. Doesn't do it for you? No. Okay. What if I made, made the mouth move? <laughs> That's not better. That's still a hard no. 
Uh, our last question comes from at Corey Marie 21, who asks, does it worry you that the Muppets have the front facing eyes of predators? <laughs> I mean, they're, they're sentient like people, so it kind of doesn't. It does not worry me. Right. I mean, we, we have front facing eyes. eyes. Yeah, but we're, we're not really predators. I don't actually think that that is always true. It's mostly true. Right. We are kind of predators, but we, we haven't always been that way. I don't, I'm going to leave the science thinking to you. I'm trying I'll, to I'll let chimps. you use. Like chimps don't do a lot of like hunting, you know, they just, they hang but out in a tree, banana. Are they, are they prey? Good point. They are not really prey. Right. There's, I think there's things that try to kill chimps. I think leopards try to get chimps. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, that seems like that was in the jungle book. I could be wrong. Chimps are pretty cool. Hmm. Corey, I didn't realize <laughs> that, uh, that question this was question intense. was going to make Chris think so hard. I'm really stumping about <laughs> it. I'm going to look up more about eyes. Because that, like, that is like an adage, like, eyes out to the side, prey, eyes out in front, predator. Are you telling me published author Chris Edelman, who has a story all about eyes in Ash and Thorn number two, doesn't isn't really informed about eyes? Oof. Uh, there's some... Am I going to have to rethink your credentials now? You know that Can I-, I even trust that you n- really know any of the things? Do you know that eyes have evolved like three separate times throughout throughout the history of life on this planet? You've told me about this, and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. All right, well, let's hit up some accolades. Accolades. So, readers, we are not going to do a Key of C because this is a musical episode, and it is very... There's just... There's no way. Right. There's no room for another musical number. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we'll start with uh, Greatest Hero. Who's the greatest... Best line. What's the best line, Christy? Uh, my best line comes from uh, Ernie, who, when Bert and Ernie arrive on the scene, um, I can't even remember who they were talking with, but they just kept telling them what it, different words uh, began with, what the letter was. <laughs> that starts with the letter M. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and Ernie just has to chime in with, where we come from, this is small talk. <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's not like it is definitely like w- winking at the fact that it is like they're from a kid's show right. but not in a way and but it and it like breaks the sort of kid's show thing like it puts it into mm-hmm. a more like adult but like show. in a way that it would that i i feel like shows did so great when we were kids of like winking at the adults w- without the kids getting the wink right like you are and, and it's it's not like it they don't do it in a way that's like gross or weird it's just it's just like a delineation between like how adults like how, how like people talk in adult shows versus how people talk in children's shows that are educational right it was right. so perfect <laughs> you and i like busted up on the couch it was great it was great what about your best line my best line comes from that weird turkey who says to the chicken let's go out to the farmyard for a little scratch and squawk <laughs> yeah that was creepy it was really creepy <laughs> Uh, all right. What about your greatest hero? Doc, because he rescued Miss Piggy and he volunteered to do it. See, I gave it to Sprocket because he pulled them. That's true. Good job, Sprocket. <laughs> he pulled a lot. He pulled a full grown adult man yeah. and a pig. I feel like I need to go back and watch and make sure that it was just him. But I feel like in my memories, it was just him. I don't know. Someone will correct us. Yeah, that's true. All right. 
What about your coolest moment? I think when the, when they said "Oh, Carolers" and the Sesame Street crew showed up, I did like a mini fist pump. Oh, that is a really like fun reveal because it it it, it kind of came out of nowhere. But you're like, oh, of course. Like mm-hmm. I thought that was fun. Um, my coolest moment I gave to Swedish Chef and Big Bird in the kitchen. Oh, having their heart to heart because it was kind of like a like a sweet moment, and I was like. I wasn't wasn't expecting this mm-hmm. this this level of relating here. It was, I, so it was it wasn't like ooh big punch cool because well, there's no punches they're, they're, in this. right right. But I I thought that was a very nice moment. Mm-hmm. What about your Crusher Creel award for silly villainy? Mine goes to the Christmas turkey for trying to convince the Swedish chef to cook Big Bird. Yeah, yeah, that that is kind of villainous and very silly. Yep. Uh, my Crusher Creel award for silly villainy goes to the Icy Patch. <gasps> oh! <laughs> very good for knocking people over the right, entire movie. Right, everybody, everybody slips on the Icy Patch at least once. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> All right, well, readers, that's going to wrap us up for this week. Thank you for joining us for this Christmas special. Thank you for joining us in the entire year of 2020. Yes. This will be our last episode this calendar year. We have already a lot of exciting stuff coming up for 2021. So much. Um, we're going to be starting off with our first Patreon request, where we will be covering the Excalibur special Weird War 3, which is, in a way, a crossover. Mm-hmm. We have we have a lot of uh, Patreon content coming up for you guys. Patreon picks. Patron picks. We definitely do. Uh, probably... Gonna have some new accolades coming your way. We do. We are. We have two new accolades that are gonna be on our very next episode. We will announce them when they happen. Mm-hmm. Just a ton. It's, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a great year. I feel it. Feel 2021. Actually, no. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that because I said that about 2020. I did. I said. A, I talked a big game about 2020. Did you really? I don't remember this. Yeah. Just like this decade is gonna be so much. You know, this is going to start so much better than the last decade started. How, the last decade wasn't too bad. Well, I did like my whole like, no, 2009, I think. I, I don't know. I was just very optimistic yeah. about 2020. All the holidays were going to be on weekends. Yeah, that was that was that was really good. That would have been really good. You know, know, you could have been a contender. 2020. You messed up. <laughs> you done messed up. All right. Well, readers. If you would like to get a hold of us, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Chris's Pod. Mm-hmm. And if you want to send us one of those long form messages, you can send that on over to Chris's on Infinite Earths at gmail.com. We really love it if you will rate and review us on iTunes or your other podcatchers or on Facebook. And if you leave us a five star review, we will read it out on the show. Mm-hmm. And on Monday, December 21st of 2020, you can catch us over on Battle of the Atom for uh, their, their Christmas special. It's delightful. <laughs> we'll be joining Zach and Adam over there. If you'd like to support us, um, you can do so through Kofi or Patreon, which um, the links of both of which are in the show notes. If you support us on Patreon, we have tons of cool rewards that uh, go with the different levels. You can check them out on our website. And until next time, readers. Slay your enemies and all you desire shall be yours. <laughs>